0: This is TF Wire Transformers. We can review episode one hundred. Yes, the centennial edition. Recorded September thirtieth, two thousand seven. You're listening to the TF Wire podcast. Pump it to give the Autobots life. So in Spada speak, that means three weeks from now. No. No, curl World. Shave the buff. of the goddamn Batman. I'm the goddamn Batman. Alright, so this is Matrix Prime, and I am signing off. This is Spada saying goodnight, everybody. You're listening to the TF Wire podcast, the centennial episode. Yes, we've reached with the 100th episode. I am Jesse, Enjoy join me this week. We don't have Spada. I have no idea where Spada's at. Maybe another truck ran into the power line. But in this absence, we have an old school member here, Pirated TV Pro.
1: Back for the 100th episode. That's right. <laughs> hey, we got to do yeah. something special. You're, you're not in the shed, right? I, there's no shed. There's no <laughs> lightning. There's no dogs running around. Just me and a squeaky computer chair.
0: <laughs> in a sock.
1: Yes. So,
0: <laughs> Alright, so let's get on to the news we have for this week. Uh, the first story we have. June 26th, 2009. Uh, That is the tentative release date for the sequel to this summer's blockbuster movie, Transformers. Uh, The release date is not set in stone at this point, though, due to the expected industry strike, which is set to happen during the summer of 08. However, the studios are pushing for the movie to start production as soon as possible, even if it has to be finished after the expected strike occurs. Yeah. Now, what... What what is this strike affecting? Is it everything in in in, in, it's, the, it's, the, in the industry?
1: Yeah, it's most industry. Uh, most of the industry unions are planning to strike in late summer, early or late spring, early summer. So basically, anything you're doing gets put on hold while that happens. And if it's put on hold, that means it's costing the studio money to sit around and not do anything. So most of them are either trying to get what they have <laughs> on their plate done and uh, see if it happens, and if not, then rush everything out. Or if it does happen, then have everything done so that they won't be wasting all that money when it comes around. So I know Michael Bay really wants to get started on it as quickly as possible, like, now. So
0: Now, wasn't he supposed to be directing another movie here before I be- Transformers I 2? I believe he
1: signed up for something like 2022 or 2012, something like that, some some sci-fi action flick, I believe. But
0: I, I was thinking it was... Uh... Oh, a video game movie. I can't remember the name of it. Prince of Persia.
1: Prince of Persia. I know he's he's been attached to that. I don't know if he was actually planning on starting it, no. but that's yeah. what I
0: heard initially. But well, I, I know, I know. Th-
1: there was a couple when it first when Transformers first came out. He he had said that he wanted to do a smaller movie first, yeah. and so I, I doubt Prince of Persia would be <laughs> a smaller movie. This seems kind of big. Yeah, unless they're going to change things up quite a bit, but. uh but yeah, so it, it'd be nice if they get it out by, you know, that, that July 4th weekend, June 26th, because that, that'll that stretch quite a bit. Um, but I, I really, I don't put much faith into this. <laughs> so I, I don't think that it's going to get done that quickly.
0: Uh, now, they're already in pre-production, I would assume.
1: Uh, they would have to be. If, if they're expecting a mid-summer 2009 release they would really have to be getting their crap together because it, it, they've got to have a script, they've got to have production. I mean, there's not as much because it is a sequel, so they've got some groundwork laid already. But
0: uh, In fact, wasn't it announced during BotCon oh, it was, they were already in pre-production?
1: I, I, there was lots of stuff said at BotCon. <laughs> uh, I believe they said that they had green-lighted the sequel, which means uh. that the studio had just gone ahead and said, yes, we are doing it, it is on our docket, we're putting money aside for it. I don't know if that means that production had already started. Gotcha. But
0: now, how long do you think a strike would uh, like this would last?
1: It really depends. With this many different unions, because it is the acting union, the directors' union. Uh, I personally know that the uh, production designers and art directors' unions are involved in this. So there's a lot of different people that are basically just kind of banding together and saying we're going to shut down Hollywood if you guys don't don't you know meet our demand. So. They've kinda of got they've got a lot to deal with, the studios do. They've got a lot of different people that they need to make happy and I don't know how quickly they're gonna be able to do that. I mean a lot of a lot of stuff is being pushed aside so that they aren't gonna aren't gonna have anything on the docket while this goes on, so that leads me to believe they believe it's gonna happen. So I mean, originally, the reason why we have reality television is because a lot of the TV studios thought there was going to be a writer's strike. And so they yep. made all this reality television that doesn't need writers, and then that never happened. But that was just one union you're dealing with. Here, there's a plethora of them, and it's going to be yep. really hard to make them happy. So
0: so if, if, they, miss, if they miss this uh, June 26th mark, do you think they'll push it back further in the year or maybe push it back to 2010?
1: June 26th, I mean that's that's smack dab in the middle of summer. Um if they want to have a big summer release, most of them are probably going to come out May, June. They've they've got July. Um but really once you get into August and September, that's when you're you're kind of throwing crap against the wall and seeing if it sticks. Uh there's some big movies that come out in November and December. But I don't think Transformers, I think they're going to want to stick to the summer release and make it a big summer spectacle like they did this time. I think that's one of the things that really made it work.
0: Yeah, I, I would tend to agree there.
1: So I, I really don't think 2009, any time in 2009 is going to work. I think, I think we'll probably be looking at a 2010 release date. Okay. So, All right, uh, so next story. UK getting additional DVD material? According to the transformers.net, the British Board of Film Classification has rated the upcoming DVD release, and according to their review, it includes material not previously mentioned on the US releases. This additional material is said to include at least 10 deleted scenes, some of which were shown during the IMAX release, 3 easter eggs, and a feature on Sam's dog Mojo, because everyone loves a chihuahua. Uh, It should be noted that the official studio press release of the DVD does not mention any of this additional material. So, this is what I hate so about DVDs. <laughs> like, if, 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 if I'm going to want to get everything, I'm going to be importing from Japan, from Australia, <laughs> from the UK. There's hardly ever one DVD that actually has everything on it.
0: And you have to have a region-free DVD player.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not a problem for me, but oh. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I, I really hope they just do a good job and put out, because right now, what do we have, three different versions that are, that yeah, are... the,
0: one, the one disc, the two disc, and the uh, HD DVD. Yeah,
1: I, I went into uh, to Best Buy on, on last Tuesday, and I went to go get knocked up four different yep. versions of the movie. <laughs> four different versions. Theatrical version, unrated and uh, uncut, uh, and then unrated and uh, extended, which was the two disc version, and then they had an HD DVD version. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> this is really going to confuse people.
0: Now, did you happen to see the uh, IMAX release of this movie? I did
1: see the IMAX release. I went into Orlando to Point Orlando, and I saw it twice. Uh, did you like the uh, the scenes that they the, that they added into it? I I really liked it, and I think because of the fact that you're actually dealing with a different aspect ratio, there's less to look at, and you, so you're able to understand a lot more of what's going on. So even the scenes that weren't changed that much, uh, the entire Mission uh, City sequence, the entire like last you know quarter of the film that's all action, much more easy to understand and to, to see what's going on and understand everything, along with a couple of the you know really quick shots that they threw in there that, that just fill in the blanks a little bit more. I, I really liked it. If they released that as a theatrical version on DVD, I, I would be very happy because I really liked it. Uh, now I still want the full, you know, widescreen spectacle, but yep. but the IMAX was really nice too. It was just a really great version to have out there. So,
0: uh, did you like hearing Cullen's voice in that big booming surround sound? I,
1: it was it was great. Uh, the theater <laughs> that I went to had just recently completely refurbished their IMAX screen, so it was brand nice. new, brand new theater, brand new seats, brand new audio. So it was. It was great. They had, uh, I think, just earlier in the summer, completely changed everything for the uh, Harry Potter IMAX release, since it was in 3D and they were completely changing everything. I I loved it. I was a very, very happy camper.
0: Yep. That's that's not out in uh, IMAX anymore, right? That was just like a a one-week thing?
1: I, I believe it should still be out. Usually, IMAX stuff hangs around until the next really big stuff comes out like uh, oh. our theater the one in Orlando um, doesn't replace anything like up until Trent when Transformers came out they were still showing Harry Potter and gotcha. so there must be
0: just must just be my local theater then because they just had it for the uh, the first weekend there and first weekend in the following week and that was it oh it's really not there anymore Yep.
1: They throw up one of those what? nature documentaries, like when dinosaurs uh, on the
0: earth. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's the 3D dinosaur. <laughs>
1: yeah, see, ours doesn't do that for some reason. We don't get any of the the cool nature stuff that I actually want to see sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll probably be sticking with this for a while until something else comes out that's that's you know a moneymaker for them.
0: Uh, now, which which version of the DVD are you planning on picking up?
1: <sighs> I don't want to say all of them. <laughs> but it's it's going to eventually be all of them, probably.
0: Uh, do you have an HD DVD
1: player yet? I do not, but since I just bought a 360, I think Whee. I'm going to be grabbing one of those, one of the extensions.
0: I, I, I would highly recommend it. I've got it. Uh, but I, w- I would suggest hitting up eBay. I got mine for 100 bucks, and it was hardly used at all. Yeah, so. I
1: saw one just the other day for 75 and that was another one, th- one of the things that said, you know what, $75 for an HD DVD player, <laughs> I think I can throw some money at a Xbox 360 and go with it. So. Yep. I'm not. I'm not entirely happy that it's just going to be HD DVD. It seems like a dual release is the way to go. But what can you do when the studios kind of, you know, making deals left and right as to what's actually going to be thrown up there? So.
0: Yep, yep. I'm definitely picking up the HD DVD. DVD, HD DVD release, though. So it's only a few more weeks
1: away. Yes, it is.
0: I can't wait. All right, so moving on. Story three: MPO five upgrade package released. Uh, looking to make your masterpiece Megatron perfect? Justit Toys is now offering their upgrade kit via TFSource.com. Uh, the kit includes all of the missing accessories from the gun mode, as well as a metal balancing weight, which they didn't show a picture of, uh, to give Megatron a bit more heft. Uh, the kit is available for fifty-five ninety-five. Uh, now, do you own the Masterpiece Megatron at all? I
1: do not. I saw it at BotCon, but my phone actually died while I was at BotCon, <laughs> and uh so I had to buy a new phone, which severely cut into my spending. So gotcha. Uh, I think it's a great idea for the kit, especially for you know people in the us who weren't able to to you know get the full experience of what Masterpiece Megatron was for everyone else. Uh, fifty five dollars seems like a bit much.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a hefty price tag.
1: Yeah, just so you can say, hey, look at all this extra stuff.
0: Especially since it's all just plastic.
1: Yeah. Well, it does have that metal balancing (laughs) weight.
0: If you read the little description there on uh, tfsource.com, it's it's to make up for the lack of uh, die-cast metal on the figure. Okay. I'm not sure how that works, but... (laughs) Uh, I thought this was something that, that should have actually been included with the figure to begin with yeah uh, rather than some third party actually making it but
1: yeah i've got to agree with you 100% but you know there's only so much that that they could do and get a toy released i mean when when you when you talk about a company like takara and hasbro when they design things they're designing it for the global you know collector they're designing it yeah. for people in japan they know eventually it'll probably end up in the U.S. and then in the U.K. and you know all across, so they've got they've got to think about whether they're going to be able to to get out there and that's true. And even though Megatron probably hasn't and probably won't see a release in the U.S. anytime soon, <laughs> uh, they probably were trying. If I had to guess, I, I I'd assume so. There's no reason why they wouldn't try to get it out. Yeah,
0: down with the uh, safety orange repaint.
1: <sighs> no, <laughs> I, I I really want one. Uh, my my masterpiece <laughs> Optimus Prime is sitting in my office. I absolutely love it, and Megatron would go great with it. It's just, I, I, I can't spend that much money at the moment. <laughs> so, especially yeah, after uh, buying my 360. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think the uh, 360 was a wiser, wiser choice.
1: Yeah, it looks great, and if you've got, if you've got Megatron and you've got some money to spare, go for it. It, it looks great. It's a nice little thing to add to it. You know, it really make it for the collector. But other than that, I mean, you don't need it to have a great toy.
0: Uh, Speda actually did a review on it. That's uh, on our website there, tfwire.com, and it took him about thirty minutes to transform it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it might look nice, but it might be a little complicated too. I
1: transform my masterpiece, Optimus Prime, maybe once every two months, and then it just sits there and gathers <laughs> dust. But it looks pretty while it's doing that. So,
0: yeah, he's definitely badass in robot mode.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, We also have information on a possible BotCon 08 time frame. According to Transformers World 2005 member Kanukmi? Kanusmi? I don't know. Can can you see me? (laughs) Can you see me? Hey, that's it. Uh, The latest issue of Transformers Collector's Club magazine, which I have not gotten yet, has a short message from Brian of Master Collector about BotCon. He says, We are working on BotCon 08. I can tell you this much so far. But I, I can't tell you much so far. Wait, okay. Brian's apparently drunk. Uh, we are working on BotCon 08. I can't tell you much so far, but I can tell you that it will be in the spring this year. Sometime around the end of April, 1st of May. Details will be released on BotCon.com as soon as they are available. Uh, the convention has been rumored to be taking place in Orlando, Florida. So, I, Which is what I've been hearing. Yeah, I've got to say I I would love it if it was in Bot, uh, BotCon was in Orlando because Orlando's... Less than an hour away from me. <laughs> so that would make me very happy.
0: You could walk to the convention center? I know
1: it, w- it would make all the Canadians very unhappy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and
1: probably pretty much anyone not in the southeast because...
0: no, no, you went to BotCon this year, correct? I did go
1: to BotCon this year.
0: Didn't didn't they mention or didn't Brian bring it up or, or someone there that was working at the convention, didn't they uh, ask the, the people that were at the panel whether they thought... Or whether they would like a convention in the Florida area. It,
1: it was it was a rhetorical. What would you guys think about Orlando, Florida? Because uh, <laughs> I guess they they did a, uh, a Transformers convention or a Transformers uh, GI Joe convention in Orlando, okay. uh, and I don't know how well it went. But I <laughs> I think that it's a great place as far as having tons of stuff for families to do. If you want yes. to spread it out and you know make it a vacation. And, you know, go to Disney, go to Universal, go to SeaWorld. Uh, SeaWorld, by then, will actually have another park open that's a water park where you, like, swim with dolphins and stuff. Uh, it's a great place for that. As far as it being in the spring, when a lot of people are in school, uh, I don't know about that. It's, I, I, one of the reasons I went this summer was because it was in the summer. Now I, I work all year, so I could take it off whenever I wanted to. But it was just, you know, a nice break in the summer, and a lot of people who have kids were able to bring them. So, but we'll talk about that more because that's our discussion topic.
0: That, that is sort of like a, a perfect time for like college students. So. Yeah,
1: and college students, you know, that could be a huge chunk of their their pay. I know that the, this past Botcon was one of the you know highest attended, so you know I'm sure they're taking that into consideration.
0: Yep. Okay, and like you said, we'll be talking about that more in a second. But moving on to our last story here, Ultimate Bumblebee is fabulous. Toys R Us has released their fabulous 15 list for the upcoming 15 list for the upcoming holiday season, and included on that list is Ultimate Bumblebee. Uh, the toy retails for about eighty dollars in most stores, but it should be noted that Toys R Us is charging about ten dollars more, bringing the price to around ninety dollars. Now, I don't actually own this figure. Neither do I've I. No intentions of buying this figure. Neither do I. <laughs> uh, what are your your general thoughts on it? Just it's, from the pictures you've seen, or from seeing it in person?
1: It's, it. I, I've played with it. It's very nice. Someone in the office bought it, who is also obsessed with the movie and who I'm trying to, you know, bring further into the fandom. Uh, it's great, but it seems like a masterpiece toy aimed at a twelve year old. <laughs> It's it's nice. It's well sculpted, but it's just, it still feels like a Tonka tru- a t- truck, school esque masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it is a great <laughs> toy, but I don't know about eighty or ninety dollars. I think I think that Toys R Us is trying to tap into the you know the mania from the movie number one, uh, the fact that it's Christmas and they have this you know high price toy that a lot of kids could ask for. And the fact that if they are billing it like this as one of these great toys, that you know some people will be like, "Oh, it's the must toy, must-have toy of the season," and as soon as you get labeled as that, you know prices go through the roof. So maybe
0: they're trying to move some of them that are just warming the shelves.
1: There's an awful lot of them around here. Uh, (laughs) Not so many in the Toys R Us, but if you look around at other stores, they're just kind of sitting there and. I think rightfully so. It's it was a good idea just painfully executed. So
0: I I think it would have been much better had it been released towards when, you know, towards the beginning when the uh the majority of the figures were released for the movie. Yeah,
1: I agree. And it, and I think it should have been aimed more at a collector too. Like I said, it it just, yeah. it just doesn't seem to have that final polish that that the, you know, masterpiece stuff does. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a great toy, but it's just not worth that price point for a lot of people, I don't think.
0: Uh, seems like it would be a better deal at like around $60, maybe. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I think at that, you'd probably be moving quite a few more of them. So.
0: Yeah, but at $80, 90 I have no intentions of, of picking it up. Yeah, so.
1: after the holiday season when Toys R Us has shelves and shelves of them, and it they have to drop them <laughs> to get rid of them, that's when I might make my move. But,
0: Does Toys R Us ever clearance or anything?
1: Uh, we've got quite a bit of stuff that comes on clearance. Really? It's usually a year after the toys come out. But I mean, uh, unless you count, uh, you know, transmetal. Uh, what was the trans transquito? <laughs> trans the mosquito. Yeah that, yeah, that was that was sitting there for, I think five <laughs> six years. So.
0: Uh, my Toys R Us still has that uh, Optimus Primal and Megatron Beast Wars two pack at forty bucks. So. Nice. And they got a bunch of them.
1: Nice. All right, so on to listener questions. Uh, the discussion discussion topic. topic. Okay, back to possible BotCon 08 time frame. Uh, and I guess location too, we can throw that in there as well. Uh, it seemed like uh, this past year at 07, it being in the summer, being in Rhode Island so that we could really involve Hasbro was a great thing. Uh, it seemed like they really hit on, you know, some magic. They weren't able to get, you know, that many names there. Um, you know, Colin was there. Uh, um, what's his name who came and hang, hung out at the party afterwards? Um, uh, music guy. Music sh- sh- uh, <laughs> guy? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you got the touch. <laughs> His name Bush. is escaping Stan Bush. my head. Yeah, Stan Bush. Yeah, he was That's there, it. and he was great. Um, and they they had a couple of uh, people from, from the movie stop by real quickly, you know, not there for photographs. But still being, you know, there in Rhode Island, people were able to go to the Hasbro uh, factory, you know, get that tour through there, which a lot of people absolutely loved. Um, Hasbro people were there, you know. They were drawing pictures. They were there for Q&As. Seemed to work yeah, out really That seems well. like the
0: biggest incentive for having it there, I would think. Yeah,
1: it, it, and the fact that it was in you know a decent-sized city helped out a lot, too. Now, there wasn't that much to do in the city. That's another problem. But uh, <laughs> So that brings us to 08, where it looks like it's going to be in the spring. Now, what do you think about the time frame when it is? The end of April, beginning of May? I know for us here, that t- time period... Is right around the same time when our spring break is going to be. Okay. Now, do you think that the, the that that's the same way across the country, and that could be one of the reasons why they're aiming for this, or?
0: Uh, I can't say why they would be aiming for that. That might be the reason. Um. Well, well what's the weather like there at that time? Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Florida around that time.
1: Florida is always about 85 degrees, sunny in the morning. And shou- uh, thunderstorms in the afternoon, <laughs> around three or four, and then by five they've burnt out, and you got a good night. Uh, right about now is actually a time frame when it's when it's probably the nicest out. You got like a bit of a breeze. Uh, I think there's a lot of people, and I know for a fact there are, who are upset that it's not in the summer. I think they got a taste of the good stuff last year. You know, not having to take their kids out of school, being able to, you know, college kids who were in the school were able to go because it was during the summer. Um, I know the people that I traveled with. That's why they were able to go because, you know, they were on a break from school. They were able to get up there. We jumped in the car at last minute and drove up there. I, I think the master collector might be making a mistake here.
0: Yeah, I, I think summer is definitely the way to go if they're if they're going to if they're trying to attract the the most amount of people. Um, but like you said, maybe they are just shooting for like the uh, spring break timeline.
1: Yeah. Now, the the other thing is I believe that at least colleges, I don't know about like schools and stuff, they stagger their spring break. So you don't have too many people off at the same time and too many people, you know, going to places like Panama Beach and Cocoa Beach and Florida and, you know, wherever else they might go and drink themselves silly. <laughs> um, so, you know, they could be shooting themselves on the foot there. Now, as far as Orlando, Florida goes, if that happens to be the case, what do you think about that?
0: Oh, well, just to back up oh, for a second. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, when, so was spring break around that time at, at the uh, colleges and universities there in Florida too? I, I don't
1: know. I know that, that the elementary schools here. Um, it's the last week in May.
0: Okay. Or last week in uh, April, see- sorry. So, yeah, at the uh, colleges and universities here in Michigan, uh, the uh, first part of May is, like, when uh, the semester's getting over and everyone's off for the summer. Oh, so, so it's
1: the very end of school there for this fall semester.
0: Uh, for colleges and universities, for, like, high schools and things and uh, elementary schools and whatever. Yeah, they've got another month um, to, um, that's to go like, or so. Yeah, that's, like, around uh, the middle of June, I think they're up to now. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would, have to, I would have to say that, yeah, probably the middle of summer, like, June – july would be the way to go yeah um but as far as the location in florida i for me i think that's like the, the perfect spot for it um I, i'd like it if it was here in michigan so it was a little bit closer uh but i definitely want to hit up florida uh, there's other things to do there besides the convention which i'm looking forward to um if that is in fact where it's at but it, it's not that expensive for me to fly to florida here from michigan
1: right you can go right into orlando from Michigan that's how we've actually we we fly to Denver um, we fly from Orlando to Michigan and then from Michigan to Denver yeah so So, yeah uh, one of the good things is that there is affordable airfare into Orlando International from most places Um, they do a pretty good job of keeping that down because they know that there is a lot of tourism they know that they're all of their all their business is based on tourism so they really try and keep flights going in and out of there in the low ranges, and usually a lot of the stuff funnels through Atlanta, and because we're so close to Atlanta, we've got a lot of cheap flights through there. So that's a good yep. thing, and then, like you said, the fact that Orlando is, you know, the vacation capital of the United States, there's a lot to do here, and and the other thing is, it's very friendly to people who are not um, from around here. Like, you go to the airport... Yep. Um, and it's basically two different roads you get onto before everything is there. There's a, something called International Drive. SeaWorld is at one end of International Drive. Universal Studios is basically at the other. Between is nothing but hotels, restaurants that are all, almost all within walking distance. The convention center that's right there is brand new, really nice if that's where they were to have it. So there are a lot of good things about having it in Orlando, besides the fact that it would be so close to me, that that make it a good thing for a lot of people who would be flying in. Well, I mean, what's better than Optimus
0: Prime and Mickey Mouse together?
1: Yeah, well, that's the other thing. A lot of people (laughs) like coming to Orlando. Like, one of the reasons why Megacon, which is a comic convention that started up here, one of the reasons why they get so many people to come is because of the fact that you're giving them free tickets to Orlando. And so, you know, they might yep. extend their stay by a couple of days and you're, you know, got a Florida vacation out of it. I think a lot of people, that could be a draw. But again, is this too early to have a summer vacation? You know, a lot of people like yeah. to have it right around that end of June, beginning of July, where it was this year. And, you know, it works out really well with the 4th of July weekend. Here, you know, you're throwing that a little bit earlier. I don't know if people are going to want to jump on a plane and go to Orlando that early.
0: Yeah. And going back to the spring break, spring break thing, I think for universities here, I think it's like in May. Yeah. Or not May, excuse March. me. In March. So the April is a bit too late for that. But if they're shooting for the May, that would be around the end of the school year. So,
1: yeah. It would be nice. Yep. I, I would love to have it in Orlando. You'll know, be able to to stay with friends who I have there. You know, I'd definitely be able to save some money. So I would have more much more money to spend. <laughs> but then that's another thing you got to look at. If it is in Orlando, they're probably going to expect people to be doing other things. Like going to Disney, going to Universal Studios, you know, doing all the things that are around there. And that means you have a little bit less money to throw at the convention itself, to throw at the vendors, which, you know, are part of what makes conventions profitable is, you know, how many vendors they can get there. So, I know that, go ahead.
0: They're just going to have to bring in some big names to to keep the people Yeah,
1: yeah. Having Colin, you know, would go a long way. Having a lot of the... Welker. Welker, yeah. (laughs) The Beast Wars crew, you know, Kay was there last year, but that was basically it. So, yep. you know, if you can, you know, get Scott McNeil to fly down from Canada and spend a couple of days in sunny Orlando, Florida, you know, hang out
0: with him at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it's just, you know, it's, it's a really nice town. Everything is very compact as far as getting around, you know, very easy to, to make your way around Orlando. Orlando itself is huge, but the part that the yep. tourists actually stay at, that's, you know, not so huge. It's, it's pretty easy to get around, especially where the convention stuff is. So I think it would be a really good thing. I know quite a few people who are upset that it's not in a more centralized location. You know, I heard people say, well, why don't you take a poll, just kind of do an average of where everyone is and then just find the nearest convention center from there. But it's not really about that. It's about, you know, building an experience for these people. You know, that's one of the reasons why it was so great to go to Rhode Island. You know, went to Rhode Island, got to, you know, check out Hasbro, meet Hasbro people you know, that, that's what really makes it, you know, rememberable. So having a vacation to Florida, you know, being able to go to BotCon, but then also, you know, all the different ancillary things that you throw on top of that, that's what really makes it memorable in my experience. So.
0: Yep. Well, well if it is taking place in Orlando, I'm definitely going. Uh, I'll probably only attend the convention one day, maybe, probably a Saturday, because that seems like when the majority of the stuff happens. Uh, but the other days I'll probably be out. Maybe Disney or Universal or something. Yeah. And I, I think
1: a lot of people will probably do that exact same thing. And if you've got people buying those three day passes and only coming once, that's you know, all the better for them. They're still getting paid the exact same amount. So right. but we're throwing a lot at Orlando with, you know, basically only one <laughs> line to go on. So Yeah. But I, I think as far as far as the date goes, we might see it pushed back a little bit, but, you know, he's already said this. I doubt it. I, I, I'm guessing we'll we'll see it here. And, and maybe they're just kind of testing the waters, seeing if, you know, if summer did great, but, you know, maybe this is a little bit earlier in the season. Maybe they're able to get better rates, and so they'll be able to do better this way, you know, because throwing a convention in the summer is very expensive. You know, yep. you're paying the hotel to be there. You're paying prime rates. So... They might be saying, "Well, we did really well, but we didn't make that much money. Let's try and you know even it out a little bit and see if we can do things better and you know give people that much better of an experience."
0: And uh, Brian from Master Collector did say nothing was set in stone, so maybe he's just throwing this out in the magazine just to see what the uh, see how people react thing, reaction to it. would be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. 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 All right. So, listener questions. Go for out? it. All right. The first one here comes from Bumblebee. And he says, I know a lot of television shows lose viewers after they have a long hiatus. But after this five-week hiatus, did episode 99 of your podcast have a smaller amount of downloads or listeners than before? Or did you have the same or more? Uh, yes, we actually took a uh, five-week hiatus. It was supposed to be four weeks. Oh, but I screwed up on my Mac. <laughs> uh, we took the month of August off. Um, and then the following week here in September. Um, we're, we're getting about 1,100 downloads um, for the first week of, of the release of a podcast, and the last episode we got about 890 something. So, yeah, we lost some. I'm sure they'll come back. Yeah,
1: a lot of people like me just have it set on a, you know, iTunes, so that you know, whenever a new one does come out, it downloads. And you know, must have quite a few people actually going to the website and downloading it manually in order to have that big a hit. So, yep. All right, Wild Crusader X asks how would you react if Wheelie showed up in Transformers Animated? I think we will see Wheelie in Transformers Animated. Uh, I hope we see Wheelie. <laughs> they are doing so many cool things uh, with Transformers Animated, and I was not a big fan of Transformers Animated at all until BotCon came around. And at that final Q&A when they started showing the toys, started showing you know the video reels, uh completely changed my mind, especially with all that... that uh, that uh, um, Kay was telling us about all these people who are going to be showing up, Rekgar, you know black Blackarachnia, because at that time, no one had any idea that Black Blackarachnia was going to be in there. It's just, you know, yep. they're throwing the craziest and the best stuff from <laughs> all of Transformers fandom at this and just kind of, you know, it, it's for kids, it's fun, and I think I think Wheelie would make a great thing in there, and you know, having you know another another reason to hate him is all, all that much better. So,
0: <laughs> I I was all but done with Transformers before we learned any information about animated, and then I saw the animated information and the pictures of the toys, and I'm I'm totally excited for it. I can't wait for it. Uh, it looks fantastic. So uh, having a wheelie in there, I think it would be great. Yeah, I,
1: I have not bought a toy of Transformers from the show that was airing since Energon. It's been that long. Yeah. Uh, but this, these Transformer <laughs> animated toys, they look amazing. And I will be buying yes. every single one of them that I see as far as right now because they look so great. They are...
0: And the- and the fact that they're so close to the uh, animation models—they
1: look exactly like the animation models, and the transformations have to be insane in order for them to be able to do this because they look great, they look amazing, in, in real in, in ro- skill level four robot mode, and they look great in vehicle mode. It's just uh, yep. amazing, uh, just yep. doing a really good job and really taking this in a direction we've never been before, but in that way, making something that is approachable by a much larger audience. I think
0: I, yeah. I'm hoping that the uh, the cartoon is just as good. Yeah. On uh, Beast Machine's quality.
1: Oh, I, I can only pray.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to listener question three. This comes from Action Master Zod. Let's say that if you were to transform every Transformer you have, everything that transforms from 1980s to present,
1: about how long do you think it would take? Too long? <laughs> I
0: don't know if I can uh, uh, answer this question uh, reasonably.
1: Yeah, and you'd also have absolutely no life if you <laughs> did this. Um, I,
0: I could probably get through all of my G1 figures in like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, well, the the G1 stuff seems to be easier to do once (laughs) once you got into Beast Wars. I mean, there there are still some Beast Wars that I have to go back and look at the instructions. I do, because I just get completely lost. And and then, you know, go into alternators, and I'm just... (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) R.I.D. Cyber.
1: Yeah, it's just like, oh, (laughs) how am I going to make all these limbs fit in this tiny little box?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Days, maybe?
1: Yeah, uh, that, that's one of the things uh, that I hope is is really figured out. You know, making the transformations interesting and challenging yet intuitive, so you know where you should go next. I think that's something that they were kind of experimenting with um, with the movie. You know, doing those different levels of transformers for different age ranges. Um, yeah. I think that might be something that we see carry on with with animated so that you've got ranges of toys so that you've got, you know, little kids who watch the show who like it, but you've also got the collectors and the older people who are buying the toys that, you know, are able to have just the same amount of fun, so... I agree. All right. 2keen asks, Do you think it's even possible to make a Masterpiece Movie Prime? With the complexity (laughs) involved to make one, would the price be worth it? Would you buy one? Um... I, I think it's possible. Um, according to ILM and Michael Bay, who say that there's absolutely no mass shifting whatsoever, um, they could make one. I do not quite believe them uh, <laughs> because there are so many little pieces that are moving around that in the real world it wouldn't be able to happen, even though you might not be losing any mass. Um, yes, it can happen. Uh, would it look as great as the movie? I don't know. Um, would complexity. we get the full ten
0: thousand one hundred and eight parts in there? <laughs> yeah,
1: complexity might be a little much um, and yeah, depending on the price, I think that would be the bullet really you know if they make a great one that you know is the same price as the masterpiece has been in the past, I think tons of people will buy it if it 's uh, a lot more expensive, or if it you know looks like bumblebee did that we were talking about earlier not quite as many people will probably jump at it. So, but if it, if it's along the same line as masterpiece prime, I would definitely get it uh, at a heartbeat, especially if it's something that's in the, you know, same height, same range as, as masterpiece prime, being able to put those side by side and have G one in the movie right there next to it. Uh, I'd be all over that.
0: Uh, I, I agree with you. I'd be totally down with one. Uh, but I don't know if we necessarily need one. Um, I, I like the leader, the leader class version that we got. Uh, I, I thought that was uh, probably the best movie figure out of all of them that, that I've purchased. Uh, it's got all the articulation I would want. Yeah, uh,
1: I, th- I think it's just that, like I said, that final level of polish that the masterpiece stuff has that yeah. really you know just sets it you know up and above you know everything just being almost exactly right. Um, yeah. I, I, I think there's room for one. Um, I think I'd be just as likely to buy you know if a sculpture came out. That was really well painted and really well sculpted. I think I'd be just as likely, maybe even more likely, to buy that. You, but, you don't like the Unleashed figure? Uh, no, not not <laughs> not especially. I, I did like the Unleashed Bumblebee, but uh, the Unleashed with the whatever spin around gimmick with yeah. the I yeah. just no, didn't yeah. didn't do it for me. So. That, that
0: Bumblebee did look
1: pretty good. Yeah, I I bought the Bumblebee. I like it. Oh, did you? Yeah.
0: All right. So moving on to uh, listener question five. This comes from Ross Mac. Do you guys still play with your Transformers? If so, what sort of storylines do you play? <laughs> if not, what age did you stop playing and just start collecting? And was there a gap in between?
1: I really have no idea. Um, Transformers <laughs> kind of took a back seat with me and um, didn't come back until I was uh, like right around... Ninety nine, 2000, when Beast Machines was coming out, and I started hearing the buzz on that. I started going back and watching Beast Wars, and uh, funny story, I was actually kicked out of school for nine days, and in those nine <laughs> days I was hanging out of, with a friend who absolutely loved Beast Wars and kind of introduced me back into them. Um, so there was that big gap there between... I was, when I was a kid and was watching G1, and uh, or well G2, Space Cube, whatever. Um, and when uh, when I was actually you know a collector, so there was that time frame in between there. I'm trying to think of it in high school. I mean, I might have you know like stuff when I'm first playing with them, but they were really cool. But other did you than bust that, out
0: any GI Joes and have any little wars? <laughs>
1: I I remember doing that when I was a kid, but not not more recently. You know, when I'm I'm setting them up and displaying them, you know, there might be, like, a little storyline there if I've got, you know, them interacting with each other. But other than that, not really. I don't sit down and, like, play with my Transformers. I'm more of a collector, especially more recently. I've bought stuff that's more aimed at a collector. You know, all the alternators are out and in their vehicle mode, and if someone comes over and comments on them, then I'll transform them just to show them that they're a Transformer and how cool they look. But as far as playing with them... I, I leave that to my nephew who I buy Transformers for. You know, he absolutely loves them. He's still, you know, <laughs> laser beams. <laughs> yeah, he he loves he loves that sort of stuff. And and the Transformers today are, you know, really hardy and really good for that. But yep. as as far as, you know, people who are probably listening to this and people who are are my age, I don't think they really play with them. They just collect them. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Well, I I I don't know what age I actually stopped playing with them. Uh but I started collecting them Um, In the later part of G2, I guess that's when you can say I started collecting. Um, I I bought the Constructicons, which I always wanted, but never got in G1. Um, And then there was a big gap. I didn't buy anything from Beast Wars. Um, And then I got the internet at my parents' house. And that's when when everything changed. I started getting uh, back into Transformers. I was looking at some of the early Transformer websites. Um, And then I started buying from some of the import shops. I was buying some of the Japanese figures. so.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about, I think that high-speed internet played a big role in uh, in getting <laughs> the me back into Transformers. The explosion of fandom? Yeah, well, because, like, like for me at least, um, I had not seen any of Beast Wars. So when people were showing me Agenda and stuff, they were showing me clips online. And yep. then, uh, you know, finding communities back then, like Bot Talk and then the AllSpark and so on and so forth, that really helped me, you know, kind of reform that love that I had back when I was a kid. So yep. and, and that all kinda happened right there at the end of Beast Beast Wars and the beginning of Beast Machines. So I for me at least that was a huge part of it. The internet just kind of played right into that. So. That was a downfall to my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right around then is when I learned about eBay too. So. <laughs> ebay is evil. Yeah. All right. Uh Opticron Primal says, with the announcements of classics continuing as Universe next year and the rumor of new classics combiners, which combiners do you want to see? I'd like to see a repainted and remolded G1 version of Interjon Bruticus Maximus, and Superior Maximus. Um, I, I think that's a great idea. I'd love to see some new molds.
0: Yeah, um, I wasn't a big fan of those, uh, those combiners.
1: Yeah. Um, so you must I, not be happy still... with the Collector's Club stuff then.
0: Uh, no, I was a member for the first year, and I've got the first uh, toy, but... No, I, I wasn't a big fan of those. See,
1: I, I, the only reason I became a collector was, or a member was because it was cheaper to go to BotCon if you're a member. So <laughs> that that is true.
0: Maybe I'll become a a member again this year. I saved
1: like I think ten dollars in all just by becoming a member, and I get the toy and I get the magazine. So yep. it's a great deal if you're going to BotCon, by the way. So uh,
0: I still would like to see that uh, uh, the seacons. Seacons. Yeah, yeah, that just kind yeah, of got lost
1: in. <laughs> In, in, in all the hype Somewhere. about the movie it yeah. just kind of washed up. I know that there, were talk, there was talk of, uh, of it maybe being a Walmart exclusive for a while. And yeah. uh, I think they might have had uh, a test color um, version on display at Hasbro during BotCon that everyone was asking about. And I think as, as far as right now, it's just kind of lost steam. It would be great well, to have it out because that's a mold that a lot of people really want.
0: I think Brian of Master Collectors said that he was still looking into bringing it to the uh the club
1: to the club store. That'd be great. Yep. You know, something that's aimed at collectors, sold at a store that collectors go to, you know, it'll be slightly overpriced, but <laughs> what there isn't. I I just
0: don't see why they can't release it in like the original colors.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as collectors go, some of them that I know, that's a big deal. You know, they won't they don't want they don't want, yeah. they don't want for their, you know, Mint one that they have to be taking the worth away from it by releasing a new one in stores that's almost the exact same. So that's true. Looking at it from that way, um, but I don't know if you'll really see that many combiners in the classics form. It seems like they're really using this as a way to continue the classic stuff and much less the universe stuff where universe before was basically recolors. This is a continuation of classics, but they're just calling it universe. All the stuff that we saw was mostly new, new ideas and new molds. So
0: I would like to see some new combiners in there though. That would be kind of nice. Yeah.
1: Gestalts are always great. I I love them. Um, It's just a matter of as a kid, you know, you want all of them. So having them in a package, (laughs) that's great. But, you know, selling them individually and, you know, having to search for that last one that you need, especially uh, if it's short packed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God, that would be horrible. Uh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So. All right, so moving on to our last question here. This comes from Jazz Santi. All right, I got something. So we're getting Black Arachnia and possibly Waspinator in Animated. Uh, will we see more Beast Wars characters showing up? And if they do, then who would you want to see?
1: I think we will. Uh, I don't think there's any way you can throw those two guys at, at the crowd and then not introduce some more characters. Now, if they're Beast Wars, you know, we've already got Dinobots, so I doubt we'll see someone like Dinobot or another dinosaur transformer showing up yep. Um, but I'd really like to see some of the Maximals show the rat up Rat Trap uh, Rat Trap would be an amazing you know have him come <laughs> in as like a thief uh, yep. type of thing you know but um, as far as we know right now it looks like most of them are on the Decepticon side or you know whatever however that Black Arachnia story is going to work out yep. um, you know maybe not all Decepticon but uh, I- I'd like to see some good animals show up and that aren't dinosaurs I think uh Cheetor maybe coming in as a foil to to um to Bumblebee because they seem like they are the same sort of characters almost. Yes, you know, maybe being something that makes Bumblebee realize something he's been doing wrong or you know someone that kind of challenges that. Uh but then it would be great to see someone like Optimus Prime come in too. Uh yeah. You know, just as, like, like okay, this, this guy, you know, we've had this Optimus Prime, now we have this Primal who has maybe been leading this group of animals that we never knew about before that are doing battle, you know, out in the middle of Africa or something. You know, I think that would be a, a cool storyline. I just
0: want to see how they weave all this together.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's where it's going to get important because they've thrown so many cool ideas at us. Now yep. it's how is that storyline gonna gonna work out? And I know it's aimed more at kids, but they said that it's fun enough and you know interesting enough, and there's enough nods to G1 and the rest of the fandom that real hardcore fans will love it too. So uh, I'd
0: also like to see them uh, pull maybe some characters, some beast machines as well.
1: Yeah, there, there's some really interesting, you know, Tankor being a bad yep. guy. You know, they've they've already said I think Bulkhead is kind of like a Tankor character, um, but who wouldn't love Jetstorm as <laughs> You know, being in there, you know, he's got the right sort of like kiddie style, you know, his his taglines and everything that everyone loves. I think I, I'm all down for thrust. Yeah. Oh, who, another motorcycle <laughs> thrust would be great yes. as, as a, a foil to prowl, you know. Yes, have a bad motorcycle ninja. So we got you know, ninja versus ninja motorcycles going at it. Yep, ninja motorcycle transformers fighting that would be the best transformers <laughs> episode right there. I agree. So.
0: okay, yes that that brings us to the end of the show um, episode one
1: hundred people. It's woohoo. been two years since we started this crap
0: <laughs> and you're still two listening
1: <laughs> and uh, and and you're still listening, and I'm still doing a show once every two years. So. <laughs> well, you did the commentary that wasn't yeah that long ago. I, I did do the commentary that i, I actually listened to that a couple days ago and it's 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 still pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe you can join us uh for the uh, upcoming commentary we want to do. Oh, absolutely. If you're doing lot for the movie, I'm there. I have we, seen it we are nine doing it, times yes. now, including the IMAX screening, so there's plenty of things that I wanted to say about Michael Bay.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll be in touch.
1: All right, so look for that. Yes, uh, and, uh, you can hit us up on, uh, the web, on the web at tfwire.com. Check us out on the forums
0: at uh, forums.tfwire.com. And check us out on MySpace at myspace.com slash tfwire. And you can always email us at tfwire at gmail.com.
1: All right, until next time, which could be a while from now for me, <laughs> this is Priority TV Pro saying uh, see you in another 50 maybe. I'll be around <laughs> for 150. I don't know. Maybe I'll stop <laughs> in more often
0: and uh this is Jesse uh signing off no, I'm, not your I'm not a spy i am on your side but you
1: have hand- Jesse's probably gonna get a real laugh out of me talking to myself here, but I'm trying to eat up time. Now it says you're not even online. Jesse is currently not online. Your chat message will be delivered when you're both online again. He's gone. Uh, But Spada is online now, so I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna keep talking. Oh, Jesse's calling me. Hello, Jesse, how are you?